Vindictive mother-in-law steals from me? So I shred her luxury clothes to make a bed for my guinea pig. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I literally found out about this yesterday and I'm still laughing at my mom's pettiness. My parents have just finished up an incredibly messy divorce. Due to my dad having several mental illnesses that he refuses to get treated for, stealing marital money, being emotionally and financially abusive, cheating, and a plethora of other things. For as bad as he is, his parents, specifically his mother, are worse. The garbage my paternal grandmother has put my mom through could be its own post, or its own novel to be honest. But let me try to provide some context. We're Indian, but my grandparents immigrated to America after marriage and had my sister and I in the USA. My grandma kicked my mom out of the apartment after my mom gave birth to me, threw her passport in her face, and told her to GTFO and go back to India since she thinks she's so smart and independent. Grandma denies it ever happening now. Last year when my grandparents visited, they stole a lot of valuable stuff from the house to make sure it wouldn't go to my mom in the divorce. They also got their green cards so they could officially move here and left behind suitcases full of their clothes. My father and his parents have lived to make my mom miserable for 23 years, and she's finally gotten free. Once the house sells, we can officially go no contact with that whole side of the family. However, we can't do that until the house sells. Now, here comes the pettiness. My mom was cleaning the house for another house showing when she found my grandparents' suitcases full of clothes. She took all of my grandmother's petticoats and tore them up, and we now use them as bedding for my two guinea pigs. Anyone who has had guinea pigs know that while they're adorable, they are stinky and love to poop and pee wherever they feel like it. I know it's a tiny revenge, but it makes me so happy to know that my piggies are frolicking amongst that witch's torn petticoats. And when she finally comes back here, she won't have anything to wear. This feels like a nice, very small piece of revenge for all the crap she had to put up with. It's not nearly balancing the scales, but you know what? It helps them feel a little bit better. And I can't blame them for that. It is kind of funny. Absolutely nothing held against her in this one. My boss refuses to listen to my advice and ends up spending over $1,000 on a mechanic. Just for some context, I'm a new supervisor in property maintenance, and the riding lawnmower we have has often broken down. A lot of these problems are from years of not doing preventative maintenance on it, which is something I've started doing recently in order to have the machine working better, for longer, and cutting down on time and mechanics costs. I've been spending almost all my free time researching this mower, so I know what's going wrong when something is wrong, and will be able to tell the difference between a 30-minute, $40 repair I can do, or a 3-day, $600 repair the mechanic needs to do. A few weeks ago, while I was in the middle of starting a maintenance log on the mower, my boss sees me and asks, Is that thing broken again? To which I reply, No, I'm just trying to make sure that it doesn't break down again. This is when he lets me know that what he thinks I'm doing is a waste of time and money, because our biggest expense is labor. So he no longer wants me to work on the mower and instead wants me to take it to the mechanic across the city that charges $110 an hour for labor. The next week, of course, the mower breaks down again. I tell my boss that I think the problem is likely the air filter, and he just tells me to take it to the mechanic. Me and my whole crew spend 45 minutes driving across the city to the mechanic. 
drop off the mower, and sure enough, they had to replace the air filter, and it took them an entire day. They also told me that they'd looked the whole thing over and found no other issues, and charged us a few hundred dollars. Two days after getting the mower back from the mechanic, and it began having issues again. I knew it wasn't the air filter, but the fuel filter looked extremely dirty. Once again, I told my boss, and he told me, Take it to the mechanic. Back we go. I tell the mechanics that the fuel filter looks bad and describe the issues I'm having. They say it's probably the fuel pump module, so they replace that and don't touch the fuel filters. This is another three hours of labor they charge us, plus parts, and the problem still isn't fixed. We get the mower back from them and, once again, it breaks down on someone's front lawn. I call the mechanic, he acts confused, then asks us to bring it back for them to work on it more. This time, they keep it for three days. I told them something was wrong with the fuel filter, but they insisted it must be the fuel pump and took the whole fuel system apart just for them to agree with me that the problem was the filter. Essentially, because my boss insisted that whenever there's a problem with the riding mower, we take it to the mechanic, even if I can fix it, it cost us nearly a full week of lost work, plus $1,000 in mechanics costs, when I could have had it back up and running within two hours and for under $100. Your employee has put in a lot of time to try and research this machinery so that they can work on it for you, and you're just going to completely disregard that? You would think that most owners would consider that a valuable asset. But of course, our jerk in this story just sees it as a waste of time, and as a result, ends up wasting way more money than what they were trying to save. Next time, just give your employee a chance. It would have been well worth it for you. My bank won't let me withdraw all my funds, so I find a cheeky workaround. I moved from Pennsylvania to Michigan a few years ago and only go home once a year or so. A few years back, I transferred the vast majority of my bank account to Michigan, but they were giving me a hard time about closing the account, so I withdrew all funds except for $1.31. I haven't touched the account since that time, so two years later, I get a notice for inactivity stating that I'll be charged $5 if my account remains inactive for two years. I spoke with three different people on the phone, but they would not let me close out the account without incurring a fee and since I'm never moving back to that town, I refuse to pay them or add any money to the account. So I have to interact with the account once every two years or pay you $5? Fine, give me one cent, please. When I was there in person last month, I withdrew one penny from the account. So now it's good for another two years. The attendant definitely gave me a weird look, but at this rate, my account will remain open for the next 260 years. Honestly, it's probably more of a pain for the bank to keep your account open than to just let you close it. All this over a petty fee, I don't understand. It's your money. You should be able to withdraw it without any issues. They have no right to hold it hostage unless you pay them. That doesn't sound right at all. I'm sure it is, but it shouldn't be. I told my wife it's embarrassing for her to give our daughter's bus driver cookies. My wife is very shy, but enjoys giving, and is all gung-ho about showing appreciation to workers she assumes aren't appreciated or recognized. She tries to pass these beliefs onto our kids. Because she's too silent to show her appreciation, she does it through gifts, usually baked goods. I've been embarrassed about it in the past. Our oldest rode the bus for the first time. My wife was waiting at the stop with our daughter and had her hand the bus driver a bag of homemade cookies. Then, when she picked her up from the stop in the afternoon, she gave a bag to the afternoon driver. 
I asked why she did that when she could easily have just said thank you and left it at that. She said the bus drivers work really hard having to comfort all the nervous kids and handling the unbehaved ones while driving. They deserve more than a thanks. I remind her that this has embarrassed me in the past, and I think her behaviors are too extreme. I wouldn't want gifts from someone I don't know. She ignored how I felt. I contacted some people in my life to see if I was just the crazy one here, and most of my friends and my mom agree. My wife's way of showing thanks just makes everyone uncomfortable. Am I the jerk? Your wife's just trying to do something nice. I don't see why that's such a big deal. It shouldn't be embarrassing for you at all. You clearly don't want to be involved in this transaction. I'm sure those bus drivers appreciate it more than you could possibly understand. I'm curious to know what this poster does for a living. It sounds like they've never had a job in the service industry or anything like that. Maybe it would do them some good. Get them a little more humble, you know? My brother's kids destroyed all of my wife's makeup. For Easter, we had a family dinner at my house with my brother, 34, and his kids, 12-year-old female and 14-year-old male, our parents, my wife, 27, my sister, 26, and myself, 30-year-old male. I have the space and means to do so, and it was a really nice get-together. Up until my wife went into our bathroom and saw my niece and nephew destroying her makeup in the connected bathroom. They had dug into her eyeshadow palettes with her brushes and poured out her foundations into them and a bunch of her compacts were in the sink soaked in water. She immediately freaked out, and I rushed to the room when I heard her yelling. When I saw what was happening, I grabbed both of them and marched them into the living room. I told my brother what they did, and that they needed to leave now and that I will speak with him later. He told me I was overreacting, which I responded by telling him to get out of my house. My parents didn't understand until they saw the giant mess the kids had made, and my sister said I was out of line, but she understood. My wife is absolutely devastated, as she got really into makeup during the 2020 lockdown, and even started posting on Instagram and has spent a lot of money on her collection. She's spent over $4,000 on it, and the collection was her pride and joy. She went through what was destroyed, and they ended up destroying $1,500 worth of makeup. Monday afternoon, I messaged my brother and told him he needed to pay my wife back for what his kids destroyed, and sent him the total. My wife even pulled up the cost of each item ruined, and I sent that to him as well. He told me to screw off and that he won't be paying that much, but he's willing to replace one of the pallets. I said that's not enough, and that since his kids destroyed very important items, he needs to replace them or pay the cost for it. He got my dad involved, and he said that it was unreasonable for me to ask for that much from him, but I feel like it's fair. I feel like your brother doesn't really understand the value of what's been taken from you here. I feel like he's maybe writing it off as not a big deal because it was just makeup. But the reality is, there's a scale of how expensive makeup can be. This happened to be very high-end makeup that his kids destroyed, and came to quite a hefty total. If we were to compare this to something like the kids broke the big screen TV in the living room, he would probably feel a lot more obligated to pay for it. Regardless of what the item is, it's the value that's the issue. If it was just a bunch of crummy makeup that totaled up to 50 bucks, I'm sure it wouldn't be that big a deal. But it's not the case here. So the brother should absolutely feel responsible for this. I offered to let a friend stay with me while they were having a hard time, and I'm now regretting it. 
I, 24-year-old female, have been friends with my friend another 24-year-old female for six years now, since the beginning of uni. I'm not particularly wealthy or comfortable right now. I live in a house share and I can't wait to have my own place and stability, and can't really rely on anyone but myself to get me there. My friend went back to her parents' place over 6,000 miles away after graduation and spent about a year there living low-key, applying to jobs and planning her move back to the UK. She bagged a fantastically paid job that she was gushing about in a major city and found a beautiful apartment with a down-to-earth friend from school. She hasn't always had much stability, so I was ecstatic and super proud to see the situation she created for herself. Needless to say, she was doing much better than me financially. Three months later, she calls me to tell me she quit her job overnight without a plan as she was overworked. All overtime was entirely her decision, and she said she could see her job would soon become outsourced and she'd be let go anyway. She said she was looking for other jobs that wouldn't be so taxing. I told her, if you end up getting into a desperate situation, you can stay with me until you figure it out. Unfortunately, she jumped onto this and said she wanted to leave her apartment because it was too expensive and wanted to move to a more social house share. Fast forward six weeks. She came over to stay with me for Easter weekend. She told me that she hasn't applied to any jobs, informed her landlord she is leaving, assuming she will stay with me until she figures things out, and doesn't have any places to live lined up or tenants to sublet her apartment. She said that she has 50 pounds to her name and her family have no idea of her situation. During the weekend, she ran out of money and they sent her more. While I heard her lying on the phone to them about her job progress. She also said she's done nothing but drink and get high since she quit and has spent thousands of pounds on this. The weekend went awfully for me. Her behavior was very jarring. She wouldn't let me sleep, wanted to drink all the time despite me not wanting to, and wasn't interested in non-debauched activities. I became fed up of her behavior after she mortally embarrassed me on a night out by acting like a complete fool. I was exhausted when she left, and I don't want her to stay again soon if this is how it'll be. Before she came, I was happy to host her for up to two weeks. Now, I don't want to at all. However, she's now relying on staying with me after she vacates the property this Saturday, as she told her landlord she will. She doesn't have the money to pay another month's rent. However, she acknowledged that her family, who are very wealthy, could bail her out if she needed. She also has family in the city she lives in. Of course, I love and care about her, and I don't want her to be in a crappy situation, but she created this for herself. Would I be the jerk for saying she can't stay with me given the circumstance? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It sounds like our original poster's friend has made a bit of a lifestyle change here. I'm sure that's something that she acknowledges herself. At this point in time, right now, your guys' lives are very different from each other's, and maybe it wouldn't be the best option for her to stay there for any extended amount of time. Also, it doesn't seem like she has any plans on trying to get back on her feet anytime soon, so maybe she should just make that call to her parents. Yes, it's going to be awkward, but if this is what you're going to be doing, then it's going to have to happen. It's not on your friend to financially support you and give you a couch to crash on while you you're doing all this stuff. I don't think our poster's the jerk, especially if the friend has another option.
My son's stepdad made a comment about me not being his real dad, so I'm limiting the amount of time they spend together. I was in my late 30s and wanted a family of my own and got married to someone in her mid-20s. Our marriage quickly deteriorated and she actually cheated on me and got pregnant. We came to an agreement that I would get sole custody. She would be absolved of any financial obligation and could resume her life. I've been a single parent ever since. Cameron is now seven and his mom remarried to Steven. They have a two-year-old son. Last year, me and my ex discussed Cameron having a relationship with her, his half-brother, and Steven, even though they live in another state. They've flown down a few times to spend the day with Cameron. On Easter weekend, they came down to take him to an Easter event. I guess at some point they went swimming, and Cameron decided he wanted to go commando in his jeans afterwards. At the Easter event, he climbed a tree and had a zipper accident. It didn't even bother him until later that night. He was way too embarrassed to tell his mom, so he told Steven. Stephen put Curox in on his cut. When they dropped him off the next day and I was giving him a bath, he told me he got an ouchie and Stephen put medicine on it. I didn't think anything weird happened, but what bugged me was that Stephen didn't tell me. I did call him and said that he really should have called me the minute he found out, or at least when he dropped him off. He told me to get over it and Cameron was in pain all evening and waited until he had a private moment to tell Stephen about it. It wasn't a big deal. I said, no offense, you're not the dad. He said, well, neither are you. Cameron isn't even my biological son and he thinks it was weird that I convinced his wife to give up custody. So now I'm limiting contact with them. They were going to come down on Memorial Day weekend and take him to an amusement park, but I'm no longer comfortable with it. My son couldn't care less. So what if he doesn't come home with a stuffed animal? Yeah, that's a pretty jerk comment to make. If stepdad really wants to have this conversation, he should be having it with his wife. She's the one that has agreed to sole custody. She had every opportunity to be a part of her son's life and is only choosing now to try. How are you going to sit there and judge someone who took in a kid that wasn't even theirs, raised them, and has been a good father to them? You really need to take a step back and look at who's the jerk on this one. I refused to pay for cupcakes for my gender reveal after the baker ruined them. I, 22-year-old female, found out last week my first baby's gender and it's a little girl. My family are excited that I decided to do a small gender reveal over the Easter weekend. I had this planned for Saturday, so a few days before, I asked a small local business if she could please make 12 cupcakes with pink and blue icing on top and pink icing in the middle. She agreed and said they would be ready to collect Friday evening. The plan was to pick up the cakes on Friday, invite friends and family over Saturday, and give some guests a cupcake, which would reveal the gender. I only invited a few guests, as my apartment is fairly small and I don't want a large gender reveal anyway. Just something cute and fun. Plus, everyone loves cupcakes. So Friday evening came, and the small business owner, Claire, gave me her address to collect the cakes from. Said they would cost £25 and that they were ready to collect whenever. I drove to her apartment and knocked on the door. She greeted me there with the box of cupcakes, and they looked amazing. They were exactly how I imagined them and thanked her for them. She gave me the box, but, just as she did, her large pet dog came running up to me, barking and jumped at me, knocking the box of cupcakes all over the floor. Claire apologized and shut the dog inside. He was still barking and jumping at the door. She said it's because he gets excited when people come and visit, but he wouldn't have hurt me and he's friendly. At this point, I didn't know the damage to the cupcakes as the box had landed upside down. I picked it up and the cakes were ruined. The icing had smashed all over the box and some cakes had spilled out onto the ground. Claire looked horrified, as I understand she spent a few hours making them for me. She apologized and said she could remake them for free. 
but they wouldn't be ready until Sunday. I said, unfortunately, I'm expecting my guests tomorrow, and Sunday is no good, as I already had other plans. I explained I wouldn't be paying for these cupcakes as they were inedible and ruined by your dog. We agreed to payment upon receiving the goods, and since I never received them, I wouldn't be paying. She said that I should still pay as she had to buy ingredients for the cakes and the cost of eggs has gone up, meaning she would be out of pocket. I said if she had control of her dog, then they wouldn't have been dropped. And I'm sorry, but again, I wouldn't be paying. I got in my car and left without the cupcakes. I still had guests attend on Saturday. I announced the gender in person rather than with some cupcakes, but it was still nice spending time with my friends and family. My family were all happy, but my sister-in-law said I should still have paid for the cupcakes as she accepted it was her fault and offered to remake them for me. I personally don't think I should have had to pay for them, but now I'm feeling slightly guilty as I understand it's a small business and a loss of profit would affect her a lot harder than a larger business. Am I the jerk? So this one, I don't feel is 100% black and white, but I'm going to have to say, no, you're not a jerk. You're not expected to pay for them. If this is a business that she's running, she would have to understand that sometimes things like this happen. And this is a part of it. You can't put that on your customer. You can't give your customer that experience. That's great that she offered to remake them. But at the end of the day, that's not good enough for you. You needed them for tomorrow. To expect you to pay at that point is really not right. If you made the gesture to pay, that's a different story. As one of your family members stated, it is a small business and she is taking a loss on this. But it's not your problem. The only alternative is you're taking a loss on it, which isn't fair either because you're not responsible for what happened. Ultimately, I don't think there were really any jerks involved here, but I understand the situation from both sides. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.